Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had an amazing weekend. Hello, Jax. Hey, Clerd. Wow. It's hey, such nerd. a Monday. It was Ugh. such an eventful weekend, just filled with so many celebrations. I mean, Simchot. it was the wedding weekend of the century. Like, every, I think everyone was at a wedding this weekend. There were so many. No, no. Not just it, for you and your No, no, and, I know. And your Insane. four weddings. Yeah. Insane. Like, Insane. literally on Instagram yesterday on the plane. Just wedding, wedding, wedding. Wedding, wedding, wedding. So I'm happy for all the happy couples that tied the knot. But, I, you know, I am biased. I'm most happy for a few special ones. Yeah. Near and dear. I mean, it was, you know, on Friday's episode, I was like gushing about the time. Yes, I got three hours. Now I you're am paying back. singing a different tune. It is so exhausting coming home from L.A., I'm a broken woman. Like, it was the type of weekend where, like, your feet will not be the same for, like, a month, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was really, really sad to miss Dana's wedding. Like, I knew she understood that, like, I had to thirst out. And I really, like, appreciate she didn't even judge me for it. She didn't wince. She was like, I totally understand. But I was devastated to not be at the Duty Brown wedding. You, we missed you. I know. I it, spoke to Snitch. It was so amazing. Like, it was just such a great weekend. Dana is just the best person to have to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Because she's such a great friend to everyone. And her and her now husband, Josh, are the most perfect compatible couple mm-hmm. that are that just to like celebrate them and dance with them and all of those things it was a joy a true joy and i'm just like so emotional these days mm-hmm. because of my hormones and just like looking at her like was just making me cry no, like totally i was just so happy for her like i was just sitting at the table like i was dancing but then you know some i couldn't do the horror because like that is a safety hazard a hundred percent for a pregnant woman yeah so like i would be sitting out like wiping my eyes like it was just it was a really emotional weekend but I had so much fun it was so nice to hit the dance floor Elsie mm-hmm. was out there mom was like this Elsie's like this we were boogieing it was really it was just so much fun it was such a great weekend I'm, I'm so happy for our girl and she looked oh incredible Grace Gorge. Kelly who no literally like I was she, you know she like never really wears a lot of makeup and it was she looked amazing. She looked amazing. The dress, the hair, the makeup, she, and she looked like herself. Yeah. But just so glamorous. Yeah. And it was it was beautiful. Her vows were hysterical. She's so funny. She memorized them. She memorized the whole, all of everything she was going to say. The room was roaring with laughter. You would have loved them. It was wow, really. Wow, that's impressive she memorized it. She's a crazy woman. She's crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
But she's also really smart. Like She has a photographic memory. Right. If you're a redhead, you know all these things about Dana already. And it was the ultimate Dana's choice, as they say. That's so cute. It well, was so cute. I was, like, honestly having major FOMO, even though, like, I was at the event of the year. Like, I of was course. really missing Dana. Yeah, it was, it was really special. But we all, we all want to hear about your weekend. Well, you know, my weekend was great. Like, busy, busy, busy. It was, like, the busiest weekend in L.A. Like, so many events, so many weddings. And I thought I would only be able to make it to Simon's. But the timing on, the, my, on Friday night, I was actually able to do Simon's rehearsal dinner welcome party it wasn't a rehearsal dinner a welcome party and then head to Paris's neon carnival which I didn't think I was going to be able to go to even though I was completely dressed inappropriately like they how so I thought that you looked it was so neon themed so everyone was wearing neon okay. and it was at the Santa Monica Pier they closed it down it was more like it was like rave vibes Diplo DJ yeah so everyone was like wearing like sandals and sneakers because you had to walk up the pier and it was like a beautiful night I was wearing my enormous platforms like I looked like I was literally going to a bat mitzvah and I was just like I felt very out of place and my feet were fucking killing me by the end of the night because you had to like walk up the boardwalk um but I was so glad that I got to go to both. Like, Paris looked so pretty, and she was so happy, and there was, like, so many fun people there. And it was just lit. Like, first of all, I got there late, so like, I didn't really even have time to experience, like, the fact that she shut down the Santa Monica Pier. Like, go on a roller coaster. There's no lines. Play a game. And all the game games, like, you know, classic carnival games, the, the prizes were all, like, Paris stuffed animals. Like, they weren't, like, dogs. You would get, like, a stuffed Paris. It was crazy. So it was just, like, really well thought Did out. Did you like, bring home any prizes? No, I'm like I told you, I didn't even have time to enjoy the carnival because like by the time I got there, it was like so late. I like had to, you know, celebrate the bride, say hi to peeps. Like I didn't have time you to enjoy the pier. Got it. Which okay. was so cool. Like okay. what a cool concept, you know? Yes. Um, it was beautiful. And Simon's wedding was just like literally like the way you felt at Dana's like everyone was crying. Like, like they, misty. It was cry, 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 cry. Like cry, 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 cry a little more. Like just cry. That's the best kind of wedding. Like I don't know what is in the air at yeah. those sorts of weddings but it was just it was an emotional weekend maybe it was like a weekend where only true lovers yes. got married well this is why I surmised this was my summary like of why everyone was so emotional like first of all like walking down the aisle like Simon was hysterically crying like you know Simon like he doesn't cry no, he's serious he's man. so serious but like his like Phil is just like this angel and like Simon was just crying and Everyone was crying. Like, I can't. It was like Simon had to stop the ceremony like three times to blow his nose. Like it was crazy. Like you just never see Simon cry. So I think it got everyone like really, you know, hyped up on emotions. Got it. But also, you know, I actually realized I've never been to a gay wedding before. Like, I think there's just more that goes into a gay wedding. Like the the couple has been through so much to get to where they are. It's just you're already emotional, like for that reason alone. Yeah. And it was just so gorgeous. Like you just couldn't cry. Like you couldn't not cry. The ceremony was so stunning outside perfect weather and then like as the ceremony is about to start like just the moon is like right above like you couldn't make this shit up so it was just like so gorgeous and then Simon's brother spoke and it was just he was so emotional like he was honestly giving me like Tony Robbins vibes like he was walking around the dance floor he didn't like even have papers and he was everyone was crying like talking about it was just it was beautiful like it was such a gorgeous wedding and and Simon and Phil are just like a great couple and like everyone showed up for them like obviously it was A-list to the nines mm -hmm. but like it was you know Simon's home friends from Canada and the Kardashians you know like it was just everyone and he really made everyone feel like so welcome and it was just a crazy beautiful stunning smart evening where I was just like living my best life with my fellow A-listers. Yeah. No, it seemed that way. It looked so beautiful. I'm so happy for them. And it was a really great, successful weekend. What can you say? Love, love One, is beautiful. Love is beautiful. It was just sickening. 
sickening. Um, Kim made the funniest speech at Simon's welcome welcome dinner. Yeah. Um, she really like is like an SNL comedy queen. Like I'm telling you that experience changed her forever. You think so? 100%. Yeah. No, I saw some of the highlights, like the Instagram stories and stuff, and it seemed hysterical. Yeah. And she looked sickening. She's so tiny. The, what did she wear Saturday night? I haven't seen... Um, a photo. I saw, actually saw her taking her pics, like, that I know she's going to post. Like, I know exactly where it was. Um, she looked unbelievably sickening and gorgeous. I haven't seen much more. I won't spoil it. But I loved Chloe's outfit so much. Let me tell you something about Chloe. Please do. Please tell me something about her. You know, you think you know, like, they're America's family. You know, mm-hmm. you think you know them. And I'm telling you, like, what you know about them from keeping up, like, is exactly how they are. Like, Kim is very serious and, like, so, like, loyal and, you know, steadfast. True. True. Chloe is my queen like you would have never thought she was like the most famous person in the room she stayed all night dancing with like simon's friends walking around with her shoes off like having so much fun i was like i fucking love this girl courtney and travis are this meg like the energy in the room shifts when they walk in like they really are like that couple like and they are like this rock and roll you know they were doing their thing like foreheads touching like they're obsessed with each other they're so like electric i can't even like use another word word. yeah like there's just this magnetism around them and it was and they were like it was also travis's birthday so in the middle of the like dance party the dj stopped they like brought a cake and played all the small things like him and courtney were being really cute and it was just like you just can't not look at them like they're so electric um chris of course was there just being the mothership that we know and love and you're just like are obsessed with and Corey was literally the life of the party i'm most interested in Corey. i actually got to speak to Corey a lot and he is like everything you would imagine this warms my heart yeah i love him wow beautiful you love to hear it and everyone just had so much fun everyone was like really just so like happy and celebrating simon and phil and it was just the greatest weekend like the best couple greatest weekend and now I'm paying the price for it, like, fully. Yeah. No, I, my body hasn't experienced a day such as that. In a, Did you get to nap even on your... I didn't get to nap on the day of because I was, like, in the bridal suite mm-hmm. all day. But I did find about, like, 40 minutes of peace and quiet, like, on a, on a nice couch. I love that. Right before the Ketuba signing. Perfect. So I felt, you know, that was my, that was my moment. But it was actually such a great getting ready like bridesmaid day Mm -hmm. dana cultivated an amazing vibe she had the red taylor's version on repeat in the whole country club all day when i pulled i showed up at like 12 o'clock and i had been in so much traffic and i was like ready to vomit yeah and uh, all too well 10 minute version was playing in the lobby and i was just like okay it washed over you plus our color was maroon for the for the uh the dresses so our pajamas were red so we were all like sitting in this room it's thunderstorming outside crazy it was yeah it was like what's her ceremony outside or inside no no everything was inside so it was fine but there was like crazy hail storms all day so it's like oh, yeah coming down so hard we're sitting in our red pajamas listening to red taylor's version mm-hmm. and like just getting glam and eating bagels and it was like Yum. such a nice like great vibe of a day yeah i'm like so sad to have missed it honestly yeah no but i'm so glad you would have loved it you're ingesting red like i'm you you said you have a lot of thoughts and like i'm waiting with bated breath i need to talk about all of my red thoughts specifically my all too well thoughts sure um 
We'll get into it in the Fast Five because we have a lot of Taylor news. We'll break everything down. And I have some. I have just something I need to share with the, the class and just get it off my chest. What? No, it's just about All Too Well. Which oh, is, oh, I thought you meant like you had like a personal announcement. I'm like, what is it? No, I don't think so. No, I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I think that we should jump right in. If, sure. if we're finished catching up, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've said all I need to say. We'll continue catching yeah. up as we always do. So much TV on last night. I didn't watch one minute of it because I was on the plane and Newark Airport is literally my nemesis. Like, I'm fucking coming for your neck, Newark Airport. But can I tell you what was on TV last night? I only got to watch half of it. Potomac was on, Salt Lake City was on. Adele. Watch What Happens Live. Adele. Curb. Succession. succession. Yellowstone. How are we expected to breathe? No, I know. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. So I watched... Potomac, Salt Lake City, Watch What Happens Live in Adele, and so I'll be sharing my thoughts. That's on, pretty good. I, I I did the best that I could. Okay. And Brew was like living for Adele. Adele. Oh my God, he he'd never heard such a thing before. No, it's it's a once in a lifetime kind of talent. Because when her last album came out, he was he in was utero. just you know a twinkle in my eye. Oh. And he was living for it. He was like, Mom, this is talent. I was like, Bruzel, I know. We've been trying to tell you this, Bruzel. <laughs> Okay, without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Solo Stove. There's nothing quite like the feeling of gathering around a warm fire on a cool evening. And a smokeless fire pit from Solo Stove makes your outdoor moments even more memorable. Because instead of having to constantly dodge campfire fumes, you can sit back, relax, and actually enjoy the fire. And this year, you can shop Solo Stove's Black Friday sale early. Get great deals on a Solo Stove fire pit from November 11th through the 18th. You guys, people were quaking at our first read for Solo Stove. They either hadn't heard of it, or if they didn't, they were so excited to get the sale. Solo Stove is like a life-changing product. Mm -hmm. And ever since we started talking about it, I realized so many toasters already have and so many are getting them now. Um, it's kind of like everything of the sort because fires are amazing, but they can be really tedious. Like, And they can have a lot of like annoying things about them. Like cleanup, yeah. all those things. Solo Stove makes it so easy, compact, and also like it makes bonfires a year-round activity. Right. You upgrade your backyard with a Solo Stove fire pit where you can enjoy the mesmerizing flames and all the opportunities to create good moments and lasting memories. Their fire pits are brilliantly engineered. They're made with premium grade 304 stainless steel and a 360 degree airflow system that maximizes efficiency while minimizing the smoke. Shop their best deals of the year early from November 11th to the 18th. That's $10 off if you get use the promo code TOAST plus a lifetime warranty and free 30-day returns. So again, get that extra $10 off the early Black Friday sale at solostove.com and use the promo code TOAST. Check it out. Uh, you won't regret it. Okay, first story, Red TV Weekend, Taylor Swift on SNL performing the 10-minute version of All Too Well. The short film dropped. The new music video dropped this morning. And we all had time to spend with the album and are ready to share some of our more thoughts. So I think let's thoughts. go in order. Let's, let's start with the All Too Well short film. Okay, I need to start with this because I've had a revelation. When she first said, you know, she was doing the short film, it's Sadie Sink and Dylan O'Brien. Sadie Sink immediately reminds me of the book that we read for the redheads called My Dark Vanessa. Okay. Because she was my casting choice. It's like a young, redheaded girl. Okay. So I just had that in my head. Okay. And then I watched the All Too Well music video. And you know how you say Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo is like champagne, champagne problems? problems? My Dark Vanessa is All, is too, all well. too Well. Even though the song came out before. Yes. No, okay. no, no. I'm not saying. And then also the author of My Dark Vanessa posted this whole thing I to saw. her stories um, talking about how when she first heard All Too Well back in the day, like she perceived it as a story about trauma. And then watching the video, like My Dark Vanessa is an extreme version of the, st mm -hmm. of the story of All Too Well. Because in My Dark Vanessa, it's... Um, 
like a high school student and her teacher. Got it. So it, it's a much wider age gap, but it's like this same dynamic age gap dynamic. Yeah. And I just can't. And then I was like researching and stuff and like on Twitter and seeing what the fans were saying. And like all too well is my dark Vanessa. Got it. And I would implore everyone to read the book because it's one of the best books that I read last year, except I would issue an extreme trigger warning, mm-hmm. extreme, like sexual assault, grooming, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I was just really in it. The short film was amazing. Unbelievable. Sadie Sink is a star. Okay. It was literally the Sadie Sink show. Like she, first of all, is so gorgeous. So gorgeous. So unique looking, you mm-hmm. know, like all these girls in Hollywood, I think like are starting to morph into one another. Like we all look the same. Mm-hmm. We. LOL. (laughs) (laughs) That was just like a Freudian slip. Sorry. Um, She's so unique looking. She's so talented. I mean, the crying, it it was really such a gorgeous film. Like I could have watched 30 more minutes of it. I watched it a hundred times. Like you could feel the palpability of the toxicity. Like you could feel it all. The ending was so Taylor, you know, seeing Taylor with red hair. Like I, Gasped. No, and then the ending where she's the, uh, writing a book called All Too Well. Like, that book is My is Dark it, Vanessa. Well, the book is the song, but yes. The book is the song, but, like, it's My Dark Vanessa. I'm just, there's just so many parallels. It's yeah. great. Like, just, it's crazy. No, I know. I mean, it's just been, like, a wild weekend. And to be kicked off with that, it was, so, I just, I can't say enough good things about it. First of all, the vibes, like, the autumnal vibes upstate, like, were just giving me life. That makeout moment between Dylan O'Brien and Sadie was just, like, steamy. There were so many. No, but, like, the main one in the beginning with, like, the 360 camera. Yes, like, yes, yes, Steamy. When he dropped her hand at the dinner party, like, I audibly gasped. It was just a really good retelling of what happened. And, and in the song, like, it's the story of this weekend upstate. I think they stayed at Maggie Gyllenhaal's house. She lost her virginity. Um... And that was it. Like, you yeah, know, I feel like I was there. Yeah. I, I completely get it. I hate Jake Gyllenhaal. Just, I hate him. Buys. And you know what? Like, it is just crazy that he's literally dating a 25-year-old and he's been dating her for three years. Yeah, well, I was talking to Snitch last night and she was like, well, don't you think it's like, sucks for Jake Gyllenhaal that like all of a sudden like this thing that this one relationship from 10 years ago is now resurfacing and like he's the villain again and I'm like I feel like Taylor doesn't mind casting him in that light right now because like the behavior never changed and he's still dating actually I mean yes his girlfriend now is 25 but the age gap is larger and they met when he was when she was 22 but he's 40 she's 15 she's 15 (laughs) oh my god no she's 25 there's 15 years between yeah when it was taylor and jake it was 10 years yeah so it's it's just even crazier and i I don't think she minds just casting like a little bit of a spotlight on like on the weird sort of behavior no a hundred percent that we've also been talking about and i feel like it keeps coming up in hollywood in hollywood and it's gross yeah a hundred percent it's so gross no yeah i don't feel bad about it at all like he is very much a villain of this story and you know what when the album came out, like, Taylor obviously wasn't as big of a star as she is now. Um, I don't feel like there was a lot of pressure put on Jake. And I'm so glad. You know, I can't thank Scott Borchetta enough because him selling her music without her permission, like, got us here. Now we're having this important conversation. And when Red came out, I listened to it backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards all day. Like, I remember where in, mm-hmm. in my life I was, etc. And I didn't even know the Jake Gyllenhaalness. And even I didn't know about, like, all this scarf stuff. Like, oh, yeah. This scarf stuff is, like... It's developed over the years. Yes, it has developed over the years. But, like, all of these... I, I don't... I couldn't have been a bigger fan of the album and I didn't even know all, like I didn't even know Jake Gyllenhaal was like the first love of her so like right. the spotlight is really on him now whereas when the album came out it's like oh this is this is the album about Jake Gyllenhaal just like the last one was Joe Jonas or John Mayer it wasn't like 
this one is not like the others. So two things. One, when I got to the wedding, I was sitting um, next to my friend Keith, and he told me that he saw Maggie Gyllenhaal that day, and I was like so mad that I didn't hang out with him because I literally would have went up to her. First would of all. you have? No, of course not. I would have taken a picture and left. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it also makes me think, have you, have you seen this John Mayer DM going around? Yeah, he responded to one person. He responded to a Swifty who was like, I hope you choke. And he was like, I'm just curious, you know, sorry I'm answering, but like, do you actually want me to die? And she was like, oh my God, nah, nah, like it's such a loser. Um, and then she wrote like, just want to let you know, like it's going to get worse for you when Speak Now Taylor's version comes out. And John saw it and didn't respond. Like they were having a conversation and then he didn't respond to that. Um, but it is going to be a thing again with John Mayer. Like John Mayer is very much going to be going through what Jake Gyllenhaal is going through because that song, Dear John, is just as bad, if not worse. Taylor was 19. I forget how old he was, but... I think he, she feels like he, you know, took advantage of her, kind of like ghosted her. It's going to be very much the same energy for John Mayer. I'm curious to see if it, if this, like the energy will be kept up for John Mayer. I know. I just feel like the energy is so strong on this one because of the short film that yeah. told us, it spelled Painted out. quite a picture. Painted quite a picture. And also a 10 minute version of a breakup song. Yeah, no, which, I mean. by the way, the 10 minute version is everything. Like, okay, so let's talk about SNL has given me so much so on the plane yesterday i had succession downloaded and the all too well 10 minute version that's about an hour and 10 minutes of content and the flight is five hours i watched i swear to god just on loop this performance i was in awe first of all i cried the first time i was watching it could have been the plane but i just really felt like it needed deserved a tear what first of all she looks so good like i love her with bangs and i just think like i hope she keeps i know they're bangs for the for the red era but like i but hope she, she was having bangs with folklore and everything. side bangs like she didn't have like the straight like really fringe. early 2000s fringe yeah obsessed okay the performance was so stunning first of all it is so hard to sing for 10 minutes like without getting out of breath she sounded amazing mm-hmm. the guitar playing the dancing the hair flips the so many subtle little set things you know talking about the autumn leaves falling down like pieces into place some leaves started to fall from the sky did you see that wind in my hair a fan started to play and blow her hair first fall of snow at the end of the the new lyrics started to snow on the stage a gorgeous scene was set with the film playing in the background i can't even put into words like why i was so moved by the performance but it was just like gorgeous and like love her just like everyone in the world plays two songs on snl and like she's just not yeah, no, it was it was definitely a treat. I hadn't seen the short film before I watched SNL, so I was like really focused oh. on not looking the sc- looking at the screen. That sucks. Yeah, but then I just went straight to the short film, which just opened up my my mind. Mm-hmm. So it was a good experience nonetheless. But I've listened to the song so many times throughout the weekend just because of like it was on repeat mm-hmm. in the bridal suite. And it's so good. And it's, I can't get it out of my head. No. And now that we've been given like so much content, I can't even listen to the song. Like if I'm listening to it, I have to either watch a short film or watch an SNL performance. Like I need to be further stimulated because I know that like visual aids exist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Agreed. So the new music video came out this morning. I haven't had it. I'm still processing all too well. So I am not ready for it. Okay. Maybe you can share what you saw. First of all, the bonus songs are so good. Like I would say that the best bonus songs are Think About Me with Chris Stapleton, which is what the music video was this morning. Message in a Bottle. Yes. Is like, it's giving Carly Rae Jepsen. Like, and you could really tell like she did write it in 2010 because that's like so the vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, The music video, obviously starring Miles Teller and Kelly Teller and directed by Blake Lively was amazing. What song is it for? 
Think About Me, the Chris Stapleton one. And so just the premise is obviously like Miles Teller's getting married to Kelly, but he can't stop thinking about Taylor. <gasps> and Taylor shows up at the wedding like in these looks, Jackie, like you will die. And slowly she starts to like paint the entire wedding red. It's like really smart and well thought out. Blake Lively did a great job. Like it was gorgeously done. It's like this expensive wedding. She's wearing a wedding dress at one point. Like Taylor's like it was so distra- I was so distracted by her beauty. Like she's a gorgeous, but she- this is the best she's ever looked. She, yeah, she looks amazing. What a great casting. Okay, I need to. I need to prepare myself. No, I was, like, shook. Like, him and, like, they didn't kiss, obviously, but, like, Miles and Taylor, like, dancing, touching foreheads. Like, it was giving me life. Did Miles and Kelly kiss? No. The whole point was, like, he was, like, not interested in Kelly. No, I know, which was, like, hella disrespectful. <laughs> Margot texts me. She's like, was that not weird? I'm like, they're acting, but, like, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's also just, like, an honor, you know? An honor to be cast, 100%. It was a beautiful music video. That song is so good. Chris Stapleton was not in the music video, which I was, like, kind of hoping for mm-hmm. um but nonetheless i have to watch it again like I'm, there was so much grandiose beauty like there was this gorgeous wedding i didn't even get a chance to dissect it in the way that i need to i only watched it once before this morning because i had to talk about it here today got it okay cool i'm really excited to have that waiting for me and i'm i'm not gonna lie like when taylor announced red i was like so i'm so dying for 1989 like i was disappointed for sure like and i just i take back everything i ever said because this these last three days have been like some of the best of my life musically like you know they've been they've also just been some of the best of life period and like i think red coming out on this universal wedding weekend Mm -hmm. was just stunning perfect 100 percent, perfectly timed um also just quickly about snl so i did watch i had the episode downloaded and like i actually couldn't finish it uh i didn't even try it i didn't try to start it's so like it's so they hired those three guys. They're not castmates, but they do like a video every season. I mean, every episode. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. So they had a video go viral on TikTok at the beginning of the pandemic. They're like these three guys. I cannot remember what they're called. And they're not the new featured castmates. No, hold on. Let me just. They're not the new like. No. Okay. Just give me one second. Okay. Taylor's Nation posted them. Um, I'm sorry. Like people probably know what I'm talking about and like want to kill me. I've never even heard of this. Okay, just give me a second. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are their names? Hang on. I bet you think. Oh, here. Okay. They are. Please don't destroy. They're like this trio. You know these guys. They, so they do a video, and it's not live. They do like a one of a like a recorded skit. Oh, did they did the um. Hard seltzer one for yes. okay. So for Kim. Yeah, for Kim. So they're three guys. I I don't know if they started on TikTok, but they had huge success on TikTok during the pandemic. And then SNL like eventually hired them to make a video per episode. They're not in Okay, that's the a sketches. cool concept. Yeah, and they're like the best thing on SNL right now. Like every one of their videos just like hit. Their their skit was the one with Pete Davidson and Taylor. Like it was obviously the only one people are talking about. And I just feel like they need to lean into this more because SNL is like it's really atrocious. Got it. I didn't know that that's what those guys were doing there. Yeah, they're great. Cool. They're like a little trio who like make videos. And I was like, oh, good for SNL finally like knowing, like having a good idea. Yeah. And so they hired them, but they don't use them enough. Like they're hilarious. Yeah. So I forget what point I was making, but I just wanted to shout them out. Do you enjoy the sketch with Taylor Swift and Pete Davidson? I did. Like it was stupid, but Taylor was just like being gorgeous, giving us life. And like I was alive, you know, Mm -hmm. and she was being like very sexy. 
you know, she's not really like that, like at all. She's very like kid friendly, conservative queen. Um, but she was wearing this like little sparkly number and she was like being like a sexy pop star, like dancing on all the cans. It was actually crazy. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't even hear about the like, premise. Body rolls, like lip touching. Like it was very provocative, very not Taylor. Oh, I got to go watch it. Yeah. I mean, the, the show, the episode was absolute trash. Yeah. No, not the episode. Just the sketch. No, except there was one thing on Weekend Update that new girl, Sarah, I want to say her name is Sherman. I'm sorry if that's not correct. She like had a moment and like she bought herself like five years on SNL. It was amazing. What was she being? She was being herself. They, like Colin Jost was like, let's talk to your castmate, like see how it's going. And <laughs> she was being so crazy and so funny. Like it was like showcasing all of her strong suits. She like read everything perfectly. She didn't like stutter over the the lines she was amazing like I feel like she's like probably on a high right now because like it's all people are talking about because the episode was trash oh that is so funny okay maybe I'll check that out too I was happy for her okay let's get into our next story the other musical event of the weekend Adele Adele one night only last night CBS Oprah the Griffith Observatory and every A-lister you could possibly think that was surprising like the audience just being filled with like Drake Leonardo DiCaprio Selena Gomez Lizzo Oprah obviously yeah no like every time they showed a group of people like there was like a celebrity and friends like Nicole Richie was there Melissa McCarthy like so cool it just went on and on James Corden obviously had to present himself. They're really good friends, though. <laughs> Did he? Was he, like, a part of no, the show? No, no. Oh, no. he was just sitting. He just got, like, some FaceTime. Okay. I think Ellen was there. Yeah, I heard she was, too. Um, so it's, like, it was it was a really cool star-studded event, and it was really, like, you can't just, like, be a thirst monster and, and make your way into this thing. Like, I think you had to, like, you have be to be a friend of Adele or, yeah. like, a serious A-lister. So That was cool. I liked that little part of it. Yeah. She sat down with Oprah for an interview interspersed between old songs new songs she's talking about her divorce Divorce. she's talking about her new lease on life her weight loss she's been through her weight loss her new relationship she said it's the first time she's ever loved herself in a relationship and that you know bodes well for that's really what they say you can't love someone else until you love yourself I also heard like when she met her boyfriend for the first time it was a business meeting she thought it was a business meeting and I'm telling you like these things can get confusing 100% especially when you're all in the industry so I think one of the most not polarizing but talked about moments was when her and Oprah were going back and forth about her weight loss and how there's Mm -hmm. been like a really negative reaction to it on social media and just like for fans like there's been like backlash which is stupid um and I think she had such a unique kind of like brazen answer because in this day and age like you don't say shit like that but I actually really appreciated her directness can you read exactly what she said yeah wait let me pull it up um Actually, I know where it is if you want me to do it. Yeah, just because I Pop have the quotes it. about her relationship up. Okay, so basically Oprah was relating to her own story. Like, over the years, you know, Oprah has lost a ton of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also gets, like, backlash for it over the years. So she brought it up to Adele. And Adele's answer was this. Sorry, give me one second. Take your time. Uh, here. She said, I was bossy po- <sighs> Nope, that wasn't it. Sorry. She was bossy pause. <laughs> Adele said, I was body positive then and I'm body positive now. It's not my job to validate how people feel about their bodies. I feel bad, but I feel bad that it's made anyone feel horrible about themselves, but that's not my job. Adele on some fans negative reaction to her weight loss, which I thought was really interesting because first of all, yeah, like the fact that anyone even wants to form an opinion on whether Adele gains or loses weight is like beyond stupid. Like can, can like celebrities have anything like they can't even like control what they put in their mouths like without someone having something to say about it and two it's this larger conversation about like role models and I think a lot of people were talking about it like with Khloe Kardashian um because 
like setting the beauty standard, yada, 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 when it's like, it's not fair to put that on one person. Like, okay, like if you want to, you know, find confidence in yourself and Adele, you know, who you think looks similar to you has confidence in herself, like that gives, that's lovely, but it's also not Adele's job to make sure that you can feel good about yourself. Yeah. It's just not fair to put that on one person. She's like, oh, I can barely get my life together. I can't help other people. Definitely. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, of course it's frustrating for celebrities. They can't like change something about themselves or live their lives without us talking about it. But like, that's part of being a celebrity. Yes. So to have someone like lose about a hundred pounds, like of course there's going to be talk about it. The fact that the talk could be like negative and like you left us or, or like people being upset is, is so silly. So I'm really glad her take was just like, I don't have time for this. But I do have and, one and thing to say. And she really didn't like breathe. Like for any yeah. person, another artist, they could make this their whole thing mission statement. Like, you know, taking down the haters right like obviously oprah had to ask the question because it's something so many people are talking about but adele was literally like i did what i did and yeah I'm, and she's and not I explaining what it. i said she's not explaining and she's it. not explaining it yeah no i will say like as a chubby girl myself like i do and by the way i totally get it like when there's like a someone who gets famous at like the weight that they were at and then they lose weight there's always like a little bit of like oh come on like be that with us you know <laughs> but i would never like say that you know right. like it's like obviously disappointment i don't think they're a bad person ever if adele feels great she looks great she's healthy like amazing yeah but like of course no i'm like no like come on yeah no but that's just not yeah. her job and like, no it's not her job gotta live her life 100 percent. and i support totally so I, and i don't agree with people who have negative reactions but like i feel like you know yeah yeah just keep that shit to yourself yeah of course you know i think that's the the moral of the story um, but she looked amazing. She was singing the hits. She gave she us amazing. some new songs as well. Hold on. Um, Wine. Love is a game. Get over myself. Something like that. Um, they were all so good. Just so Adele. And it was really a beautiful evening. It was making me think like what other artists no, there could isn't. do something like this and just like command I'm gonna say something crazy. I don't. I've never been to the Griffith Observatory. I Me only neither. know it from La La Land. But then oh, also right. the couple that got engaged. Did you see that? I saw that someone got engaged. Yeah. Oh my god! I it was it was really cute because she was singing to make you feel my love. So that's the love song. That's the song that plays at weddings. There aren't that many Adele songs that play at weddings mm -hmm. because they're all breakup songs. And this guy had brought his girlfriend for a picnic down in the park, like below on the bottom of the mountain and then he blindfolded her and put on noise canceling earphones and brought her up to the Griffith Obser Observatory and by the time she took it all off he's standing there proposing and there is an audience that's but insane she, and you can't see Adele you just it feels like she's on like some sort of sound stage and there's like an audience and her boyfriend's proposing and it's like so overwhelming I'm so overwhelmed for this girl yeah like, no that's oh my gosh. sensory overload then Adele comes right. out I'm so fucking overwhelmed <laughs> for this girl then she starts looking at the, she goes to take her seat. She's going to enjoy the rest of the oh, concert. Oh, and then who's sitting around Lizzo her? Lizzo sitting next to her. Melissa McCarthy gives her a glass of champagne. I am just like, this is too, too much. This girl's going to go into shock. Yeah. Like, it was too much. And it's like, she also just got engaged. She's right. got to text her friends and family. <laughs> right. And then she's at an Adele concert. Right. And she's like, it's, it was the craziest That's thing. That's insane. I've never, like, I was like having an out-of-body experience for her. That is 
uh, actually well, crazy. It was too much. I feel that. 100%. Like someone could have had like like I would have gone. She could into, have had a heart attack. Yeah, no, I would have gone into shock. Yeah, there is such thing as too much surprise. hundred percent. I was too much of a good thing. I was so overwhelmed. But back to what you were saying, and really, because no one knew that this Adele thing was happening or being right, filmed. it was like a secret concert. So it's like where all these people came out for my engagement. No, like, that's it insane. Was, <laughs> <laughs> but really quickly like back to what you were saying about like no other artist mm -hmm. i really feel like everything adele does is like so elevated so classy like you can't even compare it to any other artist she's like really this is gonna sound crazy but like the frank sinatra of our generation it was giving like sinatra vibes. old hollywood glamour like she she is that i'm yeah. telling you no i agree i had the same thought I will say that the whole, you know, I would give the whole evening like a 99 out of 100. And What's the, the one from? The one is because it really should have been at Buckingham Palace. Totally. And that's just something I have to live with. I mean, if you never told me that that was a rumor going Sorry. around, it would have been 100 out of 100. I just want to say, Dumois has since posted saying like the rumor is still very much at play and that it might be Taylor Swift who, who did it. Somebody did record something. At okay. Buckingham Palace. It just wasn't Adele. Okay. And then my other thought and about Buckingham Palace, and it was an Oprah Sunday night extravaganza, I was like, where are Harry and Meghan? Like, they're, yeah. they should have been there. Yeah. You know? Because mm -hmm. it was like the creme de la creme. Yep. And they're a friend of Oprah's. And yep. like... They live in LA. They did the last Sunday night. And it was just like... They should have passed the baton. <laughs> yeah. And they're British. Yeah. Well, he's British and she's British. Yeah. So I was just like, hmm, I wonder if they didn't get the invite. You know, I liked the concept of the whole thing that they did for Adele because I think what a lot of people who just listen to Adele's music and, like, don't know her really is she's very funny. Like, yes. super, super funny. And if you go to her concert, she talks a lot between the songs and she's hysterical. So I loved that she was able to showcase all of her talents. Yes. It was a great forum. It was a great way to spend a Sunday night. It was just a great piece of content. We don't get really mm -hmm. good stuff most of the time. No, even though recently it seems like we've been getting a lot. We have been getting a lot. It's the time of year. Like We're spoiled rotten. We are. Kelly Clarkson has a special. Annie mm -hmm. Live is happening. Like, you guys, it's Annie all Annie Live, please. <laughs> it's all happening. I've definitely lost my joie de vivre for Annie Live. I can't No, but lie. now, like, my joie de vivre for Annie Live is, like, in the joke of it, you know? Of course, yes. <laughs> and then, of course, like, when the time comes, like, we're going to have a ball. A ball, like a live streaming party. Like, it's going to be hysterical. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm excited to be a part of something. Last night felt like we were a part of something. And I'm so happy for Adele. And, and you I, know what? For such a private person, still, you know, we don't know what happened, like, mm -hmm. in her marriage. But she said that she was miserable, like, not happy in her life, didn't feel like she was living life. And she needed to become, like, a happier, better version of herself, ultimately, like, so her son could know her right. as that person. And But then she also said her and her, like, she said that her ex-husband, Simon, like, that he saved her life, that if it wasn't, like, for him coming in at the time that he did, that perhaps she could have gotten, like, carried away with the fame and success uh -huh. and gone down a different path, That's a more destructive fair. path. And so she's so grateful for him. She said he's her best friend. She would trust him with her life. He lives across the street from Wait, her. Wait, what? Yeah. No, it's, like... N no bad blood so I don't I mean maybe there like things happened but there she only had like really nice things to say about him she just wasn't happy in her relationship with him okay I mean that's great for the kid that's yeah. ideal I just I'm shocked no it was shocking because at first I was like oh he's like the bit like we weren't even saying his name I was like you know right he shall not be named what did he do right and no they're actually are really good co-parents well that makes me feel good because she did give him 70 million dollars so if you hate someone, like, that's so that painful. Hurts. That hurts.
But to know, like, you love this man, you still respect him, he's the father of your child, you're happy to give him the 70 you mil? You were happy for the time that you spent with him. Like, That's great. Yeah. No, so it, it, for such a private person, we got a glimpse into what she's been dealing with. Still not like we get with other celebrities no. where we, like, know what color underwear you're wearing yeah. every day. But uh, it was cool to see our girl. Like, you know, she doesn't share much. Yeah, she doesn't. So it was That's good. great. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, BetterHelp is here and they will assess you with your needs, match you with your own licensed professional therapist where you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It is not a crisis line and it's not self-help. BetterHelp is professional therapy and it's all done securely online where you can log into your account anytime, send a message to your therapist and you get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. So we have a special offer for the Morning Toast listeners. If you want to get 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash toast and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash toast, betterhelp.com slash toast. Thank you, Claudia. It's a pleasure. Our next story about another musical queen, Britney Spears, is free of her for conservatorship. After 13 years of living under a conservatorship, the 39-year-old pop icon has been granted her independence. L.A. Superior Court Judge Brenda Penny ruled Friday that the conservatorship that has controlled the pop icon's life for the last 13 years should be terminated. Judge Penny agreed that the arrangement should end without Spears having to undergo additional mental evaluations, but the current conservator of the singer's estate will continue to work to settle the ongoing financial concerns related to the case. This is so crazy. You guys, Brittany, headline, Brittany has been freed. Hashtag freed Brittany. Freed. So, you know what? When I saw this, like, obviously I was so happy for her. But it really kind of put into, like, because I'm thinking, like, how did we get here? What's so crazy about this whole movement is that, like, literally it was done by her fans. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if there wasn't, this movement wouldn't exist without, like, Britney's fans. And without, like, the pressure that they put on, they all went to every hearing, standing outside the court. Like, I don't think we would have gotten this result. And it definitely wouldn't. Or in this time frame. Wouldn't have happened as fast as it happened. Yeah. So, I just think that's, like, an, I think there's so much that's so toxic about, like, fandoms and, like, celebrity culture. But, like, this is, like, a such, like, a, a good example of, like, it working for good, you know? Yes, I agree. I'm so excited to see what she does now. I hope that she has the time of her life. Yeah. Does everything that she ever wanted to do. And I, whatever's next for her, whether it's music, whether it's just like vacation, whether it's babies, like live yeah. your life. I think she's probably going to like take major time off, like vacationing. I think she's going to get married. Like I think she's just needs to adjust to like being able to like l- live with free will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really hope there's some sort of book or movie that she sanctions that she writes she's involved with that tells the story of what actually happened because i'm sure there's so much that went on behind closed doors that like we can't even imagine yeah agreed so so, so happy. happy for her so happy some great news and it's so nice to see literally everyone celebrating yes. like posting their pictures and lady you- gaga posted something so nice donatella versace like literally everyone just posted like everyone's just so team britney over the last few months we've had these like small wins that like we're just like sell like you know whether it was Jamie, Jamie off or like we're and we were celebrating like all these things and like now it's just it's all it's the big win yeah you know this and is it. and we can put like this behind us well I'm like so curious what happens now like with her family like that's where I'm like I have the most curiosity well that's on that's Britney's choice yeah but I think she's made it like abundantly clear like she doesn't fuck with any of them 
Yeah, but you never know. Yeah. So time heals all wounds. I guess. Mm, yeah. These are so, tough. These are wounds. They're like wounds. gashes. Big ass wounds. <laughs> yeah. Okay, are you ready for next story? Some more happy news? Yeah. Taylor Lautner is engaged to his longtime girlfriend, Taylor Dome, making her the next Taylor Lautner. Taylor Lautner. First of all, Taylor Strecker posted the funniest Instagram story. Taylor Strecker and Taylor Donahue got engaged on the same day <gasps> that, like, two years ago. 11-11. 11-11, that Taylor Lautner and Taylor Dome got engaged. So 11-11 is a big day for, for Taylor's. Taylor's. It's also, like, the Red TV day, you know? Yeah, but it's also Make-A-Wish day, and he said, just like that, all of my wishes came oh. true. By the way, I saw the funniest TikTok. It was, like, how Taylor Lautner's sleeping, knowing that the only song about him, Back to December, is actually an apology to him. Like, he's gonna get, when when Speak Now comes out, like, everyone's gonna be Team Taylor Lautner, whereas, like, every album so far is, like, annihilating Joe Jonas, annihilating Jake Gyllenhaal. We're definitely gonna be annihilating uh, John mayor at some point and perhaps harry styles so harry styles i've been trying to think of all of her relationships and like who were the standouts because okay let's just go album by album red was you know it's so funny red is mostly jake gyllenhaal but it's also a lot of connor kennedy but i think like when when you see what she went through with jake gyllenhaal you're not really curious as to why she dated someone like not that famous and younger. Yes, of she course. needed to be in control. Finally, no, it's called you know U-turn. Yeah, right. She made a K-turn. <laughs> so that's red. I think obviously fearless is Joe Jonas. Um, but again, whatever Joe Jonas did to her, like wasn't it was just like he was just like a bad boyfriend. He wasn't a bad person. Where it's like with the Jake Gyllenhaal stuff, like the gaslighting, the age. Like that's actually a lot deeper. The dishes, the dishes, and that's why I love the fact that Sophie and Joe like are just riding with Taylor like they came to see her at SNL like yes how yes. iconic really cute oh yeah and so did Selena Gomez who's like my new favorite person Jackie <laughs> did you see the picture of she her? was also at Adele did you see the picture of her walking into the Adele thing no. with a bat with a purse and sticking out of her purse was three Snickers no, obsessed I like I can't believe I used to I used to like really clown on Selena Gomez like I take back everything I said I'm so obsessed with everything she's been giving like her obsession with Taylor only murders. Only murders. Obsessed. Rare beauty. Like everything. Rare beauty. Everything is everything. so good. Okay, wait. I have a list of, of her ex-boyfriends. Okay. I'll start with Joe Jonas. Okay. Then Lucas Till, who was in the You Belong With. Yeah. Yeah, that's like they we went say, on a few dates. They say like some fearless shit is about him, but like it's not important. Okay. Taylor Lautner. Back to December. Mm-hmm. And the movie Valentine's Day. Yes. John Mayer. Obviously, they Dear John. They say it's Dear John, ours, Superman, the story wait, of Wait, slow down. Hold on. Hold on. Say it again. Dear John. Yeah, obviously. Ours. Oh, my God. I like the gap between your teeth. Does John Mayer have a gap in his teeth? On my way to find <laughs> out. John Mayer. Tooth. I used to sing that song to Peter Krause. Tooth gap. And I like the gap between your teeth. I I'm like clear. the riddles that you speak. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. actually, that makes sense. Any snide remarks from my father about your tattoos will be ignored you could say my heart is yours i think maybe on the bottom row but he smiles hiding to the bottom row okay mind. that's a mystery i'll i need to do some okay deep, i need to get so my ours, glass. okay back to the list ours superman okay i actually by the way superman is obviously about john mayer because Everyone says Ben looks like John Mayer, and Ben also looks like Superman. I think that's like the point that they look—they all look like like Clark Kent, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to make glasses. everything about me. <laughs> the story of us. Well, I never really thought about who the story of us was about, but I actually think that's incorrect. But and I knew you were trouble. Oh. 
just something to think about. Yeah, I, I thought I knew you were trouble was about Harry Styles. Next, Corey Monteith. Yeah, so actually. Mine. Yes, and uh, people are now really speculating about some of the vault songs on Red that might be about Corey Monteith. Okay, and this um, TaylorSwiftFandom.com says that they dated for less than a month. You know, it was like a very like small blimp on her radar, but I think it was still like a very meaningful relationship. Okay, next, Adam Young, not an ex. He's from Owl City. Yes, Enchanted. Enchanted, which is the most beautiful love song. And wait, this article says... She never dated him, although he did state his interest in her. Did you see, you know that when she released this song, he found out it was about him. Taylor wrote, she met the lead singer of Owl City, wrote the song Enchanted because she was just so like mesmerized by him. They never dated. She just like had a night where she was like obsessed with him and wrote this most gorgeous song. When he found out he was so honored, he recorded his own version of Enchanted and was like, I was enchanted to meet Taylor. No. And no. she, and Jackie. Nope. She ghosted him. <laughs> she never responded. That's horrible. It was the most cringy right cover. Song. No, lit- I think he did actually write another song about Taylor, but like Taylor kind of made the first move, and then he like embarrassed himself and shut the bed, and she like ran away. Shut the bed. <laughs> okay, next, Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Did you know that he reportedly spent one hundred and sixty thousand dollars to have her flown over on a private jet for a date? To where? I don't know. That's what the fandom says. Taylorswithfandom.com? Yeah. It must be true. And so we are never, ever getting back together. Yeah. State of grace. All too well. State of grace. Okay. The moment I knew. Yeah. And also begin again, no? They didn't say begin again. On a Wednesday. Okay, I'm going to stop singing. Sorry. Next, Connor Kennedy. Yeah. Begin again. No way. That's wrong. That's what the fandom says. Starlight. And then Starlight was written about his grandparents. Yeah. Harry Styles. Style, obviously. Out of the Woods and Style. Yes. Also rumored that Wonderland may be about him. Mm, Wonderland is about Diana Agron. Okay. She has an Alice tattoo, Alice in Wonderland. Like, it's obviously about Diana Agron. Okay. Calvin Harris. Ooh, yeah. It's just so crazy, because at the time, it was, like, her most serious relationship, and now it's like, oh, they they didn't even know each other. I forgot that you existed. No, literally. Yeah. It's like a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. Um, I did something bad and getaway car are rumored to be about him. Well, getaway car is about three people. It's about Tom Hiddleston, Calvin Harris. Is it? And Taylor. Got it. And also, uh, I forgot that you existed. Really got off unscathed. Well, yeah. In terms of songs? In terms of songs, because she skipped that album. No, but also because, like, he didn't do anything to her. He was, like, nice and he liked her. And, like, like, wore that shirt. He did whatever she said. Like, (laughs) he was, like, literally a mule. But there's got to be a song about that, too. If she could write a song about meeting Adam Young. Right, right, right. She could write a song about the the way she felt when he wore that shirt. Totally. Was she pro shirt? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So it's just really interesting. And I don't know who out of all these guys I would say was, like, the, you know, the one that got away or something but now it's becoming clear like Jake Gyllenhaal is so much more than I than I thought he yeah. was and it's also crazy because the relationship only lasted three months but it was like so toxic but like Calvin Harris lasted like a year and it meant nothing and we like don't even she doesn't even like claim him right yeah right yeah so it's just funny and I remember when Tom Hiddleston and her started dating it was like I thought these two were gonna get mad I thought that they were a match made in heaven and then poof broke poof, up yeah well you know what it is like can you imagine just like hooking up with someone but it's like you're such a star, like, it becomes the biggest deal in the world. So we associate it with a relationship, and it's like, maybe you hung out with this person three times. Yeah, no, but, like, Tom Hiddleston and Calvin Harris, like, those were months. No, Tom Hiddleston was not months. Tom Hiddleston was, like, a month. Really? Yes. 
Like, he literally, I remember there was so much hype. He, like, went back to Australia, wherever he lives. He lives in an apartment building. He went out for a run. There was, like, fans and cameras. And he spoke to the camera crew. And literally Taylor he dropped him the, the next day. <laughs> <laughs> She's so funny. Like, That's so funny. Yeah. Okay, well, our fifth and final story is a little more romance news. Okay. Lindsay Lohan and Cord oh, Overstreet yeah. are totally in love in a new Netflix Christmas film. You guys, this was the news that I did not know I needed. After a hiatus, the 35-year-old actress will be gloin- joining Glee star Cord Overstreet. <laughs> because of Glee. Gloining. I love to gloin. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, and Adele is bossy posse. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, your memory is so good. I, I it took me a few seconds. Yes, this pregnancy brain is <laughs> it's real. Me down. Yeah. After a hiatus, the 35-year-old will be joining Glee star Court Overstreet in a brand new Netflix rom-com set for release next year. What? Next year? Oh well, I guess it's in November, but like January or like July? No, no, no. I, like it's holiday. It, it's got to be, and we have promo pics already. This can't be waiting till what art? What next website? year? This is New York Post. I don't believe it. I believe that this is coming out this holiday season. And if it's not, just, like, don't talk to me. Because no, totally. what a fucking waste Even of time. I do have to say, like, the Netflix's, you know, spin on Hallmark holiday movies, like, are not great. It's not their best thing. So we're at a weird point. Here's something weird happened, you know, because Hallmark was doing it mm-hmm. better than anyone. And then everyone, everyone copied. copied them. And instead of rising to the occasion, Hallmark kind of just was like, no, we're going to make them shittier. Oh, I, make no, them, I disagree. No, we're going to make them faster. We're going to make them, you know, in literally 90 degree heat. <laughs> like, we're going to make one a week. Like, and I feel like the Hallmark quality, like, went down just as its pop- popularity was rising. No, I feel like they and just the quality, consistent. the quality went up on Netflix and everywhere else, but it like doesn't have that Hallmark heart. No. They need to merge, merge because what one has the other doesn't. Yeah. You know, they use the same coat in every Hallmark movie. Like <laughs> get a new fucking coat. The budget is like ten dollars. So yeah, but that's what it's always been and like no. we've loved it. The, the quality has changed. Remember when we were interviewing like, Becca it, it Tobin? It was always like mindless Christmas. Mindless Christmas festivus festivities like the mindlessness has gone to new lows or do you think like maybe you've just evolved no i don't think so i don't i actually don't think so okay i think that they just like started churning them out faster harder more and like it's they lost some that spark honestly it's a hallmark movie about a company that got too greedy and so the ceo leaves the big city yeah he has to go find the christmas spirit again yeah oh sorry no the ceo would not be a woman sorry (laughs) (laughs) him not her has Um, to go find the christmas spirit to take back to corporate headquarters that the movies could have quality once again 100 percent, i love that but i will be watching Lindsay lohan and court overstreet of course for sure of course that has the makings of like success what was that court overstreet movie we watched the one with Olivia Colpo. Oh, yes. I think it was called The One with Olivia Colpo. It was, and by the way. It was called a, like Swingerville. Like swing, yeah. just go with like. They like made dog clothing. Where did we watch it? Were we in Utah? No, I had you guys over for a watch party because we were like so, so excited, excited to watch Olivia Colpo on the big screen. Um, I actually got to watch Olivia Colpo in real life this weekend. And I can s- I just say, I she's a queen amongst queens. I like, saw her out on the dance floor in like the background of someone's video. And she was just like everything I actually like couldn't talk to her it was like annoying because she's so fucking beautiful but she's literally like the nicest girl like I'm just like obsessed yeah it's the movie was called the swing of things oh you were right I had the vibe right? that was the last thing I saw court over street in obviously before glee 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm here for for all of it. Okay, well, I'd those love to w- see Olivia Culpo in a Christmas movie. Yes, give the girl Free a idea. film constantly. Um, we're gonna go a little into TV recap, mm-hmm. which is brought to you by Pendulum. The science is clear. A healthy gut microbiome with good bacteria that helps that help our bodies process food is key to a healthy lifestyle. But now we're learning about the connection between your gut microbiome health and type 2 diabetes. Pendulum Glucose Control is the first and only probiotic that's diagnosed to manage A1C and blood gl- glucose levels through the health of your microbiome. Over time, people with type 2 diabetes lose the gut bacteria that help digest fiber and manage our blood glucose levels. And so for those with type 2 diabetes, diet and exercise alone are often not enough to manage it. The best approach is to emphasize diet, exercise, and a healthy gut microbiome. The connection has been widely recognized by leading scientists studying diabetes. Pendulum's team of scientists, scientists, doctors, and innovators isolated the unique strains of beneficial gut bacteria that help people with type 2 diabetes manage their blood sugar levels. They've isolated one keystone strain that is now available for purchase. Pendulum is the only place to find this highly sought after strain. Take control of your glucose levels today. Try Pendulum Glucose Control for 90 days. And if you're not satisfied with your levels, you'll get your money back. That's PendulumLife.com to find out more and use the promo code TMT for 20% off your first bottle of membership. Again, that is P-N-D-U-L-U-M-L-I-F-E.com, PendulumLife.com, promo code TMT, as in the morning toast. Awesome. Okay, so first Real Housewives of Potomac, which was really completely overshadowed by all of the other programming from last night. Uh, We had some, like, key arguments, some key moments. There was a bit of a rapprochement. But no Nicki Minaj. No Nicki Minaj. She's on part four, and last night was part two. So next week is the husbands. Everybody just, like, don't get too excited. Okay. Karen and Giselle had a lovely moment. You know, I'm, like, ready for them to bury the hatchet. And when Karen saw Giselle... I saw her, like, what, how Karen feels is how I feel. And what they were saying was, like, they were trying to get through to Candace, like, you are going to a place that is unacceptable. Yeah. Like, Karen and Giselle shade each other for six years now. They they cut each other pretty deep, but they don't go to the bone. Mm-hmm. And you are passing that line. Like, so it, she obviously did not receive any of this. And- no, so I was, like, really starting to become more keen on Giselle when in part one, she was like trying to tell Candace, like, you're the problem here. Like, yeah. And so I'm, I'm very open to Giselle. Yeah, no, I was very open. Andy asked them to say one nice thing about each other and they were really gushing. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a painful, like... You're y- nice. Yeah, it yeah. was like, Giselle was actually got emotional. She was like, um, she said to Karen that Karen was so nice to her girls when she came to the house. And that meant so much to Giselle because like she just like, she popped so up. Nice. Them, oh my God, she was like, emotional and Karen was saying that Giselle's an amazing mother mm-hmm. and it was really so beautiful of course like Andy has to ruin it by saying will you give each other a hug like no I don't need and I didn't need Garcelle and Miranda to hug mm-hmm. I do not need Karen and we're not children that's what you do like when you're in the playground and you slap someone 100% like, it makes it like so phony and it's like we're not we're really not there yet so like everything about this was genuine until I had to get up mm-hmm. and give you a hug I just want to say like if there is a world in which Karen and Giselle can not only coexist but like join forces like that is an unstoppable duo. And it's just so crazy how I am really, you know, it, Housewives is always a journey and one week you're with someone and the next, and how I'm, I'm turning a corner on Giselle yeah. just because like Karen gave me the okay. Also Robin. Also Robin. The way that Robin like reacts physically 
and and uh, uh, verbally to everything to Wendy. Wendy says, like is how I feel. And Wendy, who at the beginning of the season was our champion, mm-hmm. is probably my LVP right now. She's shitting the bed for sure. She is th- the LVP yeah. of the reunion. Like she just is, it, is that Lisa Vanderpump or least valuable player? The least valuable player. You never know. You you he could be one in the same <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Yeah, no, she's. It's just not it for me. Like the energy is. She's all not off. giving what she thinks it's giving. Not at all. It's giving cringe, and I think she thinks it's giving like <laughs> serve. You know. Yeah. It's not. It's giving like painfully cringeworthy. <laughs> Someone asked one of the viewer questions was if she rehearses her TikTok her reads, yeah. and she and she like even went into like another one rehearsed, like, <laughs> rehearsed read. <laughs> She was like, I take on the White House press secretary. Oh, like, God. <laughs> she's getting worse and worse. No, and they were saying, the girls were trying to explain to her how she's so different from the season before. Like, And how- I'm sorry, you know what? Now that I'm anti-Wemmy, like, she is. <laughs> no, she is. Because she was like, well, I went toe-to-toe with Ashley that first time at, like, Monique's lake house. And they were like, yeah, but what you were saying was, like, you were telling her to call you a doctor. Now it's, like, tick-tock the clock. <laughs> <laughs> no, so- it's true. It was it, it was just so crazy how like in some instances like I'm I'm all uh, like with someone and then other times like I'm really the only person I agree with all the time is Karen. Karen. So no, Potomac is a really interesting franchise in the sense that I don't have like deep rooted loyalty. Like I'm a fair weather fan. Like I'll go with like it really does change every season where it's like certain franchises like New York like. If I hate you, I hate you. If I like you, I like you. And I'll defend you even if yeah. you're wrong. Yeah. But I really find myself in Potomac, like, just siding with who's ever right in the moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm and not... I think that's also just a hallmark of being a newer franchise. Like, yeah. Maybe, I would say I'm getting to a point where, like, Karen can do no wrong in my eyes. I agree. And that's just, you know, having seen her do so much right over the last six years. Yeah. So that is what it is. She's earned her stripes. I also love Ashley Darby. But you know oh. I always have. Obsessed. Also, I feel that way about Salt Lake City. Like, I'm, I don't have, like, deep-rooted no. stand. Every week, it's like, I like Lisa, I hate Lisa. Like, I'm- Me too. The way that I'm feeling about, like, last season, I just felt like Lisa was all wrong at the reunion. I've never seen a more wrong person go so hard. <laughs> Whitney had their bad weather. Spin the truth. Destroy. I've never seen a more wrong person go so hard on being wrong. You have to respect, like, her literally not backing down and being so wrong. But this season, she's at the top for me. And 100%. I can't. I can't even explain why we need to talk about okay so then Salt Lake City was on after Potomac anyways it was a good episode a little frustrating I felt like you know Candace is still not getting it Um, oh Potomac Potomac was slow sorry but you know it's it's still good reunion stuff and next week should be good with the husbands and then Nikki will come save us the husbands do really bring it like they're they're like remind me of Jersey like they really elevate the show yeah yeah so it'll be good now Salt Lake City was what Andy called like top five episodes of Housewives and it really was so interesting like just to watch them first they they Jen like the SWAT team leaves and they decide they're still gonna go to please don't spoil it like I really want to watch it okay but I will I did see a few clips and what's with Meredith in the bathtub so Meredith she's acting weird she's acting weird but like so here's what I think first of all she's had her you know eyes on Jen for a while like she never fully forgave her obviously she's the type of person that's like you can't just like say whatever the fuck you want and I'm gonna like accept you back like Heather you yeah know, just because I want to be your friend or we're on a show together like, yeah Meredith is a, like a very much a real person so I think that you know to her this feels like karma but in the previews for next week's episode Meredith says that she hired a private investigator so I think that she hired a private investigator that day or before Jen got she arrested? Didn't, like, it was just a preview. Okay. So my theory is that um, based on some of the things that had happened with Jen that 
Meredith shares in last night's episode Mm -hmm. that I won't spoil for you that she hired a private investigator to see what was going on and all of this found its way to her you know this wasn't Mm -hmm. new information so when she is in the bath just like relishing in justice being served she literally has a glass of champagne behind her like it was definitely, you know, not the way that everyone else was reacting. Because no, and it makes it seem like she did call the feds. Like, I, but like that's just really not how, how it, works. it works. Like, you don't just snap your fingers and Homeland Security and the NYPD show up. No, I agree. I actually don't think it had anything to do with Heather. And, I like mean, everyone's Meredith. like, who tipped them off that we we were at Beauty Lab? The way that they wound up picking up Jen was from a ping on her phone. They tracked her down on the oh. side of the road. So they were tracking her. Like, this is if you've seen like any. Once they start, you know, have a warrant to like... They'll find you. They'll find you. They don't need fucking Lisa Barlow to tell you where they are. Right. So I don't think that that... I don't think any of the women were working with... Me neither. Any sort of officials. But I do think they the ones who had their own suspicions, like were doing their own research. Like Whitney is pretty up on what Jen's business was and she's the one in the in the car explaining to everyone what she thought she did but what she actually does. So the thing is is I watched some clips of Heather on Watch Robins Live and I have to say like I'm so done with Heather and like I was so obsessed beyond belief when Andy was like do you think she did it first of all it's not do you think this isn't like you know you're on trial it's the FBI like you did it you know yeah no last night's episode of Watch What Happens Live was really disappointing and I you know it's the biggest episode that we've had in so long of anything they chose Heather to be the spokesperson for Salt Lake City and, and Michael, Michael Rappaport. Rappaport was there who's always has on great point. takes and I just like it wasn't giving me anything and I was thinking to myself because Heather was saying like she wants to be a good friend to Jen you don't kick a friend while they're down and I was thinking about that and I I was thinking if, if this were one of my friends who were going through this how would I react and because I'm friends with people because I I love them and I trust them and I and I know think that they're good people I would not be able to believe what I was hearing right therefore I would probably stand by them until it until I had it was unavoidable until I had to face the facts but Jen has never been that friend to you no she's been only really quite awful this isn't like the Jen who you thought was like the best sweetest kindest person ever Heather's desperation for Jen's friendship has always been like really losery and apparent and now that no one else wants to be friends with Jen Heather's like great I can be the number one friend and it makes Heather look like such a loser and I like have no respect for it I really don't so watch what happens live was so disappointing the takes were all all off and they were just like focusing on the even Michael Rappaport like come on you're like always crazy like say what we're all thinking and I like Michael Rappaport so much he it didn't strike anything yeah. with me. They were focusing on the dumbest shit, like how they all, like Jen, like they start the drive and Jen had brought snacks and left them on the car and they just like got into them. That's funny. It was like, yeah, duh, there's snacks sitting there. This girl's not coming. She's Wait, the snacks in, aren't illegal. She's in jail. Yeah, right. Like, and we're on halfway to bail. Did we ever get a Jen shot mugshot? I don't know. I feel like we didn't. I, I don't think I've seen, I haven't seen anything. So anyways, watching all the women, like it was a very much like a, a cycle of emotions people are saying that like lisa's acting weird i don't think that like that she might somehow have something to do with something because she called like her six attorneys i just think she likes to be well informed yeah and like um, i'm not like she's like a yenta and also when they first like when they're in the car first jen like the feds are looking for her and they told the girls you know we want to make sure jen's okay so they are just like believing everything that they're hearing eventually you know they get the they report got, they see what we saw jen has been arrested for fraud wire taps whatever yeah and heather and lisa start crying and they they're like i feel so bad i feel so bad for her family they're so upset by the news they like so it's 
it's really like a site, like, you know. It's a cycle of emotions, for sure. They're processing everything. So that's why it's really interesting. I mean, Jenny, who has absolutely no relationship with Jen, probably is representative of how most people feel. Right. Like, and between Jenny and Whitney, like, they are able to piece together have a good understanding of what's actually going on. That's good. Meredith has the best understanding because I think she's been looking into this and um, she's also just, you know, smart cookie. Yeah. But like Mary's reaction was also really surprising because they are not friends and like she was devastated like oh, to hear this. Just devastated. Like it's shocking. Yeah. So it, and, and now they're in Vail. Right. And it's like a fabulous the house place is sick. to be. The house is sick. I would love to be there. Let's go. Once again, like the vibes of Salt Lake City giving us everything. Immaculate. And it's really just, we're off to the races. It's crazy because I, I had almost forgotten that all this happened and now we're, it's like day one yeah. all over again. No, I'm very much looking forward to reliving it and looking forward to justice being served. And understanding more, even though I feel like we have a pretty good understanding. Of like the business. Yeah. And I don't know if there's a way out for Jen Jha. I mean, I don't know. Every time we go through one of these things, like with Erica, I'm like, there's no way out. This is going to be her last season. Like, you know what? She's going to be fine. I know, but it's like Erica is Coach Shaw in this situation. Right. No, like. And the Coach Shaw is actually like pretty irrelevant. I think. But also he's not the one on television. In terms of all of the kind of criminal things we've seen on Housewives, this has got to be the worst. Because it's her. It's her. It's like not her what husband. Tom did was worse. Like no, for sure. it's both ripping off vulnerable people, stealing. But Erica's husband, Jen, was the CEO. Yes. Like I think this is the worst one, and I think if there's ever a time where a housewife should be fired, it should be Jen Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. So we shall see. Anyways, crazy night of television. Have to do the other half tonight. Crazy episode. I mean, crazy morning chose episode. I'm exhausted. So much. There was so much to get off our chest. We also just have like a busy day, like meetings, photo shoots, podcasts. Like we're just. We have the busiest day that hasn't even started yet. I know. So we are going to go. But we hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We're obviously back tomorrow. And thank you so much for listening to the Morning Chose, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast life stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Chose, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And... If you're still listening, congratulations. You made it to the end of this episode. You are a true toaster. And, and the you scarf care. emoji. Yeah. Please go drop the scarf emoji on Is our Is that list. what you were going to say? No. I, didn't, I hadn't thought about it yet. Like, it literally comes to me the second I say you're, it. You, I, I, if, I wouldn't know that because you're always so prepared. No. Literally never think about it. So, yes. Let's leave the red scarf on our most recent Instagram. Fuck Jake Gyllenhaal. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>